Well, we got some bad news, everybody. Our script for the sequel to Space Jam uh, was respectfully ignored and rejected by the studio Warner Brothers. We felt like it was time to branch out from, from Hoopsport. I've never felt so insulted by an auto-reply. We really spent, ridiculous. We spent years on that script. Years. And decades, all, all of our work uh, seems to be for naught, because uh, Ice Jam, working title, uh, as we had painstakingly plotted it out, is a superior film not only to the uh, future LeBron James uh, hoop sport. But dare we say the original. It's an improvement. It's that's an improvement what, on the original. That's what we wanted. I mean, I feel like Bugs Bunny himself has given me the finger. I can picture what that would look like. Illustrations available online at our website, hockeysport.podbeam.com. We are going to give you guys a exclusive and, uh, frankly, the only possible look at Ice Jam. And Warner Brothers, we're still listening. We're listening. I don't know if you are. Judging we're, by their email, they certainly are not. We're listening to each other. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. We got the real jam going We open down. on a panning shot of a desolate, ice-filled world, void of life. It's a Phoenix Coyotes game. Arizona Coyotes? Is that what they... Who cares? Who cares? They didn't move. No. They rebranded. That's true. In an office far above the Coyotes' ice sheet, with no fans and no players, there sits a Gary Bettman, cartoonish in his look, as always, grasping a pale chalice of an unknown red liquid, looking at a map of all his new franchises that he's put around the world to grow the game of hockey, and another graph of his revenue spiking straight down as the league loses money year after year. At the top of the bottom of this spiking graph, the newest franchise of Gary Bettman's scheme, the Mexico City Pelicans. Gary Bettman doesn't know what to do. He thought it would work. Screw the Canadian market. It's all about the American market and the Southern American market. When he moved the Ottawa Senators to Cuba and the Toronto Maple Leafs to Argentina, he felt confident that these burgeoning large population centers with incredible ad revenue would certainly bring in a boost for the owners, uh, specifically his favorite owners, the American owners. But on the verge of failure, Gary Bettman looks to the ground, then looks to the sky. In the sky, a twinkle appears, which gives Gary Bettman, in the deepest part of his dark, three sizes too small heart, an idea. Looking back at his phone, Gary Bettman realizes what he must do. Cut to a spaceship soaring through asteroid belts past Jupiter, past Mars. A space phone rings and a spaceman answers. That spaceman, Mr. Swackhammer, owner of the Nerd Lux. Hello, he says, it's Gary Bettman on the phone. Gary Bettman's got a problem, and Mr. Swackhammer's got an answer. He tried it once before in the NBA, it didn't work out. He's gonna try it again in the NHL. Those nerd lucks are gonna steal some talent, and they're gonna make the best gosh darn team the NHL's ever seen, and that revenue's gonna go up and up and up into space. Mr. Swackhammer looks directly at the camera and says, for once, 
I won't always lose. Cut to Alex Ovechkin waking up as if from a long winter's nap in the middle of a KHL game, knocked out on the ice. Beer getting thrown on the ice. People yelling Russian in Russian. vodka. A bear carcass. To feed the live bear that's on the ice. Ovechkin's at the lowest point in his career. There was no room for a toothless, charismatic, barely literate Russian anymore in the NHL. He was driven out after the players went on strike. The travel of visiting teams in Kuala Lumpur and Beijing was too much for most NHLers, and they walked out. And Gary Bettman immediately replaced them with scabs, who would play for cheap and not complain. Ovechkin, with a game misconduct, leaves the ice, watches the rest of it on a TV, drunken, in his locker room, pouring himself a white Russian or whatever that Ovechkin drinks. I assume white Russians. Probably. Probably drinking out of the Stanley Cup that he won. He stole it. That he replaced with a replica he and gave back. It. That's right. He's got the real one. Side story? That happened for sure. There's oh. no way that the current Stanley Cup is not a replica. Oh, no. Ovechkin and Putin share custody of the real Stanley Cup, and it's definitely like a tin replica. It's not even the same yeah. metal. We'll get back to this later. Anyway. Sidebar. Ovechkin, watching the game in his locker room, realizes something's off. All of a sudden, the puck goes into Bobrovsky's glove. He shakes, shimmers, and swags. He falls to the ground. And for the next 10 minutes of the last period, Bobrovsky's not himself. Center ice goal. Goals shorthanded. Own goals. Ovechkin can't imagine what's happening. So after the game, he goes up to Bobrovsky and says in Russian, of course, How you doing? And with a blank, glassy stare, Bobrovsky says, My talent. It's gone. Ovechkin rushes home, taking the bus. For the next week, Ovechkin's glued to the television, watching highlights after highlights of bold new NHL stars playing for the Mexico City Pelicans. Man, that goalie looks a lot like Bob Roski used to look like. And that defenseman on the Mexico City Pelicans? Man, he looks a lot like Brent Burns used to look like. Except bigger, bluer, and more animated. Crosby, Stamkos, McDavid, P.K. Subban, Brent Burns, Bobrovsky, the perfect team. He looks at his DVD Blu-ray collection. Wizard of Oz, Borat, Bugs Life, Serpico. <gasps> there it is. Space Jam. Quick phone call to his buddy Putin and Ovechkin's on the next flight to get to the Looney Tunes. Ovechkin's plane hits turbulence, and as it's going down, he's all of a sudden pulled into a cartoon world. Looney Tune land. He looks to his left, he looks to his right, but behind him, he suddenly hears, in a comic voice, Choto Dorvacha. Russian for, what's up, doctor? Boom! Titles. Ice. Breaking. Over black. Ice jam. Booyah. You're welcome to the jam. To the ice jam. I think that's all we gotta give for now. I don't think we can give any more. I think that's a really good tease. Uh, keep in mind, listeners, we have the entire Ice Jam script written and wrought, ready to go. Um, so, uh, Warner Brothers, if you guys are listening and you want to make Spice Jam, sorry, Spice Jam's the other script that we wrote. It's starring the Spice Girls. Oh right, we are. We also wrote Spice Jam. It's finally a chance for us to reunite the Spice Girls in uh, the 
spiritual sequel to Spice World. And who doesn't want to see the Spice Girls and the Looney Tunes together again? Alex Ovechkin, Michael Jordan, the whole cast is there. Anyway, Story Spice, Baby Spice. It, 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 it's going to be huge. Watch Spice doesn't show up because we probably wouldn't sign on. It was our idea to make sort of the jam series uh, a three-peat, a threequel. It's all part of our three cinematic series. jam universe. Yeah. Um, it all gets tied together. We're not going to spoil it for you guys. Uh, I think the only thing to do in a time like this is, for the first time in the 2018-2019 season, let's cue the Hockey Sport Podcast Oh, season two? Music. Anyone? Cue it. Cue it good. Bingo, bongo, Roberto Luongo's injured. Booyah. Oh, that music Ooh, takes me back. That feels good. I feel like I'm in Igmar Bergman's Wild Strawberries right now. Mm, don't know what that reference means, but I think it sounds good. It does sound good. It sounds just like the Hockey Sport Podcast music. Let's just go ahead and make several highbrow references that neither of us fully understand. Sure, go for it. You hit one, then I'll hit one. Still waiting. I really think that there was a uh, post-structuralist critique that we have made uh, on hockey that we will continue to make throughout this entire season. So uh, any sort of like Barthigan or uh, Kantian analysis you guys want to make for the rest of the year, please send them in. Mm. Um, I've been making an interesting analysis between Chaucer's Canterbury Tales and Ovechkin's playoff goals. So Mm. I've been working on that over the past summer this podcast gets very we're we're going to get really political and even more existential than ever this season. Existent- this is season 2 people. This is season 2. People kind. Justin Trudeau. Remember when he said that? Anyway, this is season 2. Uh for those of you joining us for the first time, go back and listen to season 1 backwards, I would suggest in reverse chronological order. A little bit about ourselves. Uh that's Stephen Morgan. I'm Stephen Morgan, and that's Daniel Doney. I'm Daniel Doney. We are your hosts for the next two, three, four hours. Who knows how long this podcast is going to be? Ironically, just for dramatic effect, you guys know how long this podcast is, but we don't yet. That's true. That's a, that's how funny. That's fun for you, isn't it? It's a bit of a imbalance, kind of a, a Hitchcockian dramatic irony. Why would I describe what we're going to do? Because it's important for you to know, and it's important for us to remind ourselves, because we often forget. One of the things that we try to do here at the Hockey Sport Podcast is not talk about the stories that everyone should be talking about. That's maybe our journalistic mantra. Journal sport. Journal sport. We also believe that there is only one true sport, hockey sport, and all other sports are mere pretenders. So you might hear people talk about base sport or hoop sport or um, European foot sport. sport. Racist sport is, uh, some people call it bowling. But if you listen to previous episodes, you'll understand that it is a deeply racist sport. There's European foot sport. There's regular foot sport. There's fake sport, fight sport. Punching sport, kicking sport. Punch sport, kick sport. I don't know if lacrosse, we can just call it lacrosse. Wax sport? I'm fine with just calling it lacrosse as well. Let's yeah. just call it lacrosse. Lacrosse is the exception to yeah, the rule. Lacrosse is the exception to the rule. It's also the second national sport of Canada. No, it's the national sport. It is the national yeah, sport? it's our national sport. I'm embarrassed. And so should all Canadians. That's why it gets to be, be. called lacrosse rather than be called um, worse hockey sport. I so, hope that sort of sums up what the Hockey Sport Podcast is about. And if it doesn't, then the fact that we didn't sum up what the Hockey Sport Podcast is about kind of sums up what the Hockey Sport Podcast is about, if you know what I'm saying. 
That's the truest word since Wayne Gretzky said, You know, Mark Messi didn't have a whole lot of integrity. Are we going in the first Zamboni? I think the Zamboni's going to come back on. We've been off for a while. Um, there's going to be, a, we're going to have to shake off the rust. Um, and the main reason why we have been off, good segue, unintentional, but still good, Great. is because, um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but hockey just started. And unlike the rest of the hockey world, we're not going to talk about hockey when there's no hockey going on. It's, there's not really a point. No one really cares. It's nice to take a break sometimes. Am I right? And we're not going to waste your time by talking about uh, potential trades that aren't going to happen and a preseason that doesn't mean anything. I mean, preseason hockey, how do we describe it? Preseason hockey is like municipal politics. Mm-hmm. It's there. People are aware of it. Preseason hockey is like the Beatles' first three albums. It's like, it's not really relevant. Preseason hockey is like... Uh, those TV shows you'd watch because they had a viewer discretion advised warning at the beginning of them. Yep. And you'd watch the whole thing hoping there'd be nudity. Yep. And then you realize uh, 45 minutes into Quills that the only nudity is Jeffrey Rush's ass. Oh, that's so sad. True story. And great Quills reference. Preseason hockey is like um, balls during intercourse. You're just kind of there. You don't really use them. Some like, people are into all, it. All the good stuff's going going around in other places. At least for me. I'm not a ball guy. Yeah, well, we're not preseason hockey guys. That's a good point. So that's why that's going to be Zambonied. I don't know. Do you think we covered that? That, that, is our, that is our first Zamboni story, by the way. We didn't say that. We didn't segue into it, but we're segueing out of it. We are post-emptively saying, opposite of preemptively, Thank saying you. that Zamboni story number one is the preseason. We're Zamboni. We're not talking about it. Who cares about the preseason? No one cares, and it never matters. And just so you know the scope of the Zamboni, just for new listeners out there, we're not going to talk about how Brock Besser didn't get any goals in the preseason. We're not going to talk about Carlson's first game as a San Jose Shark as if that was his first game when it wasn't. We're not going to talk about games played in other continents. We're not going to talk about some teams being bad and some teams being good. Preseason hockey is like a pre-credits scene that's only relevant thematically. You know? Where it... Introduces you right. some characters in a film, right. and then some action happens, and they all die, and you realize none of those were the main characters. Mm-hmm. And then the credits happen, title card, beginning of the season. Preseason hockey makes me sad because the fact that people care so much about these little things that don't matter, not even in a, in a grand scale. Like, of course, none of it matters in a celestial scale. But even in terms of hockey, if you really care about hockey, the preseason still doesn't matter on top of that. Mm. That makes me sad. People that get hurt during preseason hockey games, that's the end of that sentence. I just want to say that that's a thing. Because, like, could you imagine? Preseason hockey makes me tired. The words preseason, watching preseason, hearing anyone analyze preseason, I just get tired. It just makes me tired. Preseason hockey is like public art that you don't understand and doesn't look good. You know when you see, like, public art somewhere? It doesn't seem to mean anything, but it's there. Preseason hockey is like a dumb hat on somebody. Like, you know when someone's wearing a hat that obviously they can't pull off? Like, it's too flashy. It's too big or something like or that. And you're like, era. wow, you'd look a lot better without that hat. Uh, your partner walking with you should really have told you not to wear that hat. It doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Take the hat off. It's Preseason hockey is like uh, high school relationships. Great point. I think that 
That's a, that's a that's perfect a pretty one. Good one. That's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. I don't think we have to elaborate. All we have to do is Zamboni. That was the sound of us high-fiving. Preseason it's- hockey is like Cody Hodgson's professional ice hockey career. Good. I just wanted to throw that one in there. I know we've I moved mean, on, but we'll, we'll put I, it in. I wanted to we'll, drop it in. We'll drop it in. Yeah, I okay, think it's important to say. Oh, I love this next Zamboni. I love it so much. It just feels... So, it's. This is... Okay, you know what? If if we scratch everything we said about what the Hockey Sport podcast is, if you want to know, just stick around for the next... Two to five minutes while we talk about this next Zamboni. Would we call a classic Doni rant again? Uh, I don't want to hear it. This almost qualifies as a, I don't want to hear it. It almost qualifies as an, I don't want to hear it for several reasons. Our second Zamboni of the night probably should be first, but I love that it's second because it just adds a little bit extra sting to it. It's not even our most important, least important yeah, story. Yeah, so screw you. Zamboni number two is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Basically, the Zamboni did the entire Toronto end. All of them. Every one of them. From the history of time up until now. I went on TSN uh, the other day. And by the other day, I mean earlier today. Toronto Sports Network. And five of the top five stories were all about the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's a rate of over 91%. The headline was around the NHL. Around the NHL. That's true though, Dan. Around the NHL. Toronto Maple Leafs go around the NHL. That's right. And also, when you think about around the NHL, it starts at one place, moves in a circle, and comes back to the same place. Toronto Maple Leafs are like Avatar, the film. It may be the highest grossing film of all time, but who gives a shit? Exactly. Toronto it Maple may be Le- full of people, completely blue, making way too much money. Is it the highest grossing film of all time? It is. Being a Toronto Maple Leafs fan is like gloating about having a Dyson vacuum. I get it. It's really cool. Awesome. Great. I got. I have a regular one because I'm not a fucking weirdo. Everyone talking about Toronto is like Taylor Swift winning a bunch of Grammys. It's like, why is this happening? Why Why does everyone care? Toronto Maple Leafs are like Taylor Swift. So to recap, we are Zambonying the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. The players who don't even want to play for them, they can't even sign their own players. What the hell? Seems like your, a problem. Your worst... Young, restricted free agent won't sign with you is in Sweden still. Also, you're in What's my hockey pool. When... I picked you because you're going to be good on the power play. Come on. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for me and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Come on. Also, what's it going to be like in the locker room when Nylander comes back? Nylander? Nylander? I'm going to say Nylander. We are the Knights who say Nylander. What's going to happen when the Knights who Nylander. say Nylander come back into the locker room? Everyone's gonna think that they're dinkholes. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what's gonna happen when when Nylander, when the Knights who say Nylander come back into the locker room. It's an embarrassment, and we just need to stop talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's just cool it, everybody. Let's cool it. Pump the brakes. Ooh, our next Zamboni number three is. We are not gonna be talking about unsurprising injuries, because it's not a news story if Joe Thornton. Gets an injury. It's not a news story if Roberto Luongo is carried off the ice. The news story is who carried him onto the ice. There was a surprising amount of unsurprising injuries. Jonathan Quick's injured. Murray's injured. But you know what? Well, you, you just got to look at that and laugh. 
I mean, when you think about it, it's truly hilarious. Weird bounces. Some bounces. Yeah, really it's, weird just, bounces. it's just a, just a lot of weird bounces. bounces. You know, you just... He's a Pretty much all the goals he got were, were kind of hilarious, if you think about it. I mean, it's nice that Murray got injured two days before Brock Besser was going to play against him. I'm not saying there's any conspiracy or that he's a coward or that he faked it. I wouldn't say that. I'm not saying that. But people people say are either. saying that. Well, worse people than us. At least Pittsburgh has a great backup. Yeah, Fleury. Mark Andre, why are you looking at me like that? Steve, do you remember? Do you remember last last season? No, I'm hungover. And for our final Zamboni, this is a very special occasion. But you know, it's our season opener. Opener, we got to kick it off with a big old bang. Once a year, we get to do this. And we're taking the privilege. We have a permazam for you guys. And for those of you who don't know, the permazam is a spell cast by a wizard. Barring all future discussion of said topic. In a sense, expunging, to use a donyism, that person from all existence. And our permazam tonight is... Just before we say it, I'm going to run through our previous permazams. Oh, yeah, we should really keep tally of this because I often break the permazan. And if you break the permazan, the punishment is, of course, you get your foot cut off. Mm-hmm. Our first permazan was Artem Anisimov because he didn't show up on our show, in our first show. And he, he was our first ever guest. And which, he's a jerk. In one way, jerk. puts him in a special place in it's our just hearts. just rude. Uh, in one way, it puts him in a special place in our heart. In another way, it puts him in the same special place in our heart that we reserve for hatred. That's in the heart, too, right? Our second permazam was Chris Neal. Chris Neal um, had just retired. We invited him on the show. And to my recollection, he's a big trick face. Also rude. Also super rude. Yeah. Um, Our third permazam was Boone Jenner, all the Jenners, and all the Kardashians. That's what you get, Boone Jenner. I hope you're happy. You caused us to have to permazam all the Jenners, past and present, all the Kardashians, and I'm assuming Kanye West. That's including Kanye West and David Schwimmer playing the Kardashian in American Crime Story. Oh, that's such a bummer. Yeah, I know. It's a good series. Oh, Our man. F- David Schwimmer, was, I know that you permazam. He was great in that. He was great in that. No one's saying he wasn't great. talented. Um, our fourth permazam was Sean Burke. And guess what, Sean? You're lucky it wasn't all the Burks. Because there are some great Burks. There's some great Burks. And if you remember from that episode, there are no great Burke puns. We tried to make a lot of puns that episode, and they were very difficult. We apologize to our audience. Our and- last permazam was Elias Klinkholm. Elias Klinkholm obviously is going to go down as one of the great NHL hockey players that never existed. And I think that it's worth it for us to recognize his skill in the fact that he doesn't exist and move on from him uh, on that positive note. Goodbye, Elias Klinkholm. Can we sound the funeral music, the horn music, the eulogy music for Elias Klinkholm? There you go. That's his Eula jersey. And because we use such a fitting song to Eula jersey, Elias Klinkholm, we are now going to be permazamming that same fitting song. Phil Collins, In the Air Tonight. 
You're permazammed. We shall never talk about that song on the show again. That includes the drum fill. That's such a bummer, man. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Get it all out now, because it's never happening again. <sighs> okay. Mark our words. If we ever use Phil Collins in the air tonight, or Genesis's in the air tonight, genocide? Genocide. Oh, right. The plural. Like, you would say that I have uh, many... Genocide albums. Many genocide albums. I've been to a bunch of genocide concerts. Concerts. One of my favorite Friday Night Activities is That's genocide. one of my favorite genocide albums. And we have to be careful about this, Steve, because we do have a section, which we may or may not get to this episode. Stay tuned. That has the word remember in it. It's called Remember 2011. And we can never say I remember in the tune of In the Air Tonight. It's very tempting. And we, we can both also, do it right now. for the record, could never get say... Our systems. For example... I remember. I remember. And if you're wondering why we're permazamming in the air tonight, how dare you question us? We are above the law. Not to say that we can't talk about Phil Collins on the podcast and other genocide songs. Tarzan? Tarzan's still up for grabs. I think that's fair. That's fair. In fact, I think we should talk about Phil Collins as much as possible, but just not in the air tonight. Maybe he'll be a guest eventually. Speaking of guests. That brings us to this week's guest, guys. And we've got a real one. I mean, a, an actual, guest like a person who's who's going to be here. Um, we're really, we're really excited. He's got a little bit more free time on his hands these days because uh, he's no longer president of the Canucks. And so we were able to get next legend... Number 16, Trevor Linden. Boo-yah, baby. Now. Boo-yah, baby. Linden, baby. Scored two goals in the game seven final. Could anybody score one goal? Tie the game. Leave it all up to Linden. Linden did his best. Linden did his best. Linden did his best. Wasn't enough. Linden did his best. Linden did his best. Remember that time that he played with the now, there is a uh, important thing we got to tell you guys because you guys got to play along with us. When Lyndon comes on, he's going to call in uh, probably sometime near the end of the show. We may have told him that we are doing a podcast about fitness and we are trying to, you know, interview local people who started good. We Basically, he thinks he's on behalf of Club 16, the very famous uh, gym. It's not like our podcast isn't about fitness. It's about hockey and hockey you get fit. It's been to the truth a little bit we just shattered the truth if you're talking about fitness i know that i sweat immensely every episode we just dipped the truth in a, in a little bit of lye sauce and kind of covered it in we just dipped the little truth nugget in some lye sauce we just so went kind of hard to tell we just what went it, to home know? hardware and bought some of that turd polish and we just you know it was like six bucks man anyways we've got either way Lyndon. Lyndon's gonna be here president of club 16 and frankly his voicemail when we called it was like empty. So I don't think many people are calling him these days. He seemed really excited to do the phone call. We're going to have him on. We're going to talk about the Canucks. We're going to talk, talk about why about... he got fired, a.k.a. quit, a.k.a. what happened. We're going to talk about uh, Roussel and Beagle, his best signings, I would probably say. Uh, and we also want to talk about his relationship with Messier, what his opinion on Messier, how much he thinks Messier sucks. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the suckiest, 1 being he also still sucks. sucks. So... We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about his opinions on Steve Moore and Bertuzzi. How does he feel about that? We have some very strong opinions. Daniel has definitely 
written a small but detailed manifesto about Steve Moore. It's going to be published in the New Yorker next year. It's kind of an expose. It's kind of like um, Bob Woodward's Fear. In fact, it's called Steve Moore's Fear. (laughs) Ooh, it's time for our top stories. Can we just take a moment to welcome everyone again to season two? So much fun. So happy to be here. Oh, I can't believe we're still alive. After that whole Vegas debacle, we almost got hit. To recap, I thought summer, Mark this... Wahlberg was going uh, every, to, every, every day, I, I thought I was going to open my door, holding groceries. And you'd see Mark Wahlberg see wearing Mal- a couple of plastic bags <laughs> on his feet. Exactly. And I'd go, okay. And then he'd shoot me in the face. Okay. I know that you're referencing one movie, but I guarantee that's happened in at least three movies. Yeah. It also happened uh, in real life, except instead of a gun, it was Mark Wahlberg's fists and he blinded someone. Wow. Low blow by Mark Wahlberg. Uh, So we were welcoming everybody back and it's a miracle that we're back. As you guys know. Miracle on ice. Anyone who's listening to this probably thinks they're listening to ghosts because after the exposés that we did on the Vegas Golden Knights Mafia... Uh, on Gary Bettman and what he does in his basement and the constant cease and desist we've gotten from the future Seattle Sea Coyotes, which will be a NHL franchise, but uh, we have been told we are uh, copyright infringing upon. We've faced some adversity. Yes. We're still here. And it's time to get to our first top stories of a new year. And I think that deserves a cheers. Yep, let's cheers it. Our top story number one for this year. I'm giving it all the emphasis I can because it is a big one and we've waited months to report something very important. Headline. Chaos in the hockey world. Chaos reigns. As meaningless first games are analyzed to death. The season is too long, 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 long. If there's one thing I can appreciate about American foot sport is that they only play like four games. So each game is very meaningful. Fact check. Full of meaning. They play three. It's incredible. And I think if hockey sport played less games... I'm not going to go as extreme to say as three or even four, but perhaps 70, 70, 62, just a couple less. People also usually get injured by the end of it. How about this? You cut out just a couple less. You cut out um, preseason games. Cut them out. Cut no out pre-season. 10 regular no pre-season season games. Just fucking start it. You have pre-training camp. You cut Who out gives a shit? any international tournament that's not the Olympics and you make the Olympics mandatory, Batman. Booyah. Booyah, booyah, booyah. Is Leon Dreisaitl German? He's German. Wow. Can you imagine like being or can you imagine like being a, a German NHL player, the only German NHL player wow. now that Kristen Ehrhoff's not playing anymore, and watching Germany beat Canada at the Olympics and knowing you could have been there? 
Yeah. If there was anyone incredible. that should have boycotted the NHL for that, like not Ovechkin, not Crosby, it should have been Leon Dreisaitl because he could have been at that game. Imagine the difference that it would have made. Leon Dreisaitl playing for Germany against the Russians, sorry, Olympic athletes from Russia, non-homogenated, I can't believe it's not Russia. That would have made a big difference and it could have been a great moment for him. Instead, he got to watch as the all-German team with no NHL Germans did pretty good. That's pretty sad. Yeah, they did very good. They did real good. Um, but they didn't do good enough. So so back to the main point of this story, which is that cut out anything that's not the Olympics and the 60 or maybe 70 NHL games. Uh, just shorten it up. You could probably just make the playoffs longer. I'd say Trim 40 it. regular season games. Trim it. And every team make the playoffs. Yep. Why not? Every team except three. Yeah, sounds great. Trim it. Trim, Trim it. it up. Trim it. Do some... Uh, Manscaping. Manscaping. Do some manscaping. Mm-hmm. They could manscape this league. They could totally manscape this league. It's just too long. Who cares about the beginning of the season? All the teams are different now. And by long, we don't mean... Ottawa's won like a bunch of games already. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to o- suck. The stories at the beginning Everyone of the season that. have been Ottawa's good, Montreal's good, Vegas is bad, the Canucks seem pretty good, uh, Carolina's good. None of these stories matter. They're all going to be bad. It's fine. Remember when Montreal won like 10 games in a row off the top of the season? It was like the best start to a season of of all of the history of Montreal. This is the Montreal Canadiens, the best hockey team in history, probably the best sport team in history, and they didn't make the playoffs that year. Remember back in the day when Toronto used to start 7-0 and or 6-0 and every year and people would be freaking out and then they would miss the playoffs? All the Phil Kessel days, they definitely started good and ended bad. Did you say Phil Kessel or Phil Collins? To get back to the point, what we're trying to say is that whatever we say is pointless because it is October 10th. If you're leading your hockey pool, you're going to lose your hockey pool. If you're leading your conference, you're going to miss the playoffs. And if you're Austin Matthews, stop scoring all the time. It's like watching the first couple episodes of Survivor. Like, no one cares before the merge happens. Oh, this is totally pre-merge Survivor. It's pre-merge Survivor. Monica, once again, very slow for Bion, like it's a Sunday picnic for the church. Cassandra digging like a small rabbit. The men continue to be pathetic in this challenge. Christina. No, you're not. Christina. You touch two. Cat in the water. I don't need immunity. I'm good to go. Sophie almost vomiting. No shot at immunity tonight. I know. That's why the season should be way shorter. The only thing you can do. doesn't matter. It's just, it's fodder. It's just like, it's it's nothing. The only thing you can do in the beginning of the season is miss the playoffs like Edmonton did last year. Yep. They were the only people who played impactful games in October because they played no games that mattered in December, January, and onwards. Same with Arizona. I mean, even we, the Canucks, when I say we, I mean the Canucks, were in a good position going into December. Yeah. We were we, good by December. Near, near to the playoffs. And we lost it. And that is a position of hope. You good, know, good, good, bad is better than bad, 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 bad. I'm sure that the coaches say to their players, hey, I know it's the beginning of the season. It's really far away from the playoffs, but these points matter. I'm sure they say that. And it's the same thing as teachers saying to high school students that science is cool. I'm just going to put this out there because we were having an off-air conversation during the commercial break. Do you guys hear the commercial break? We're going to go back to it for a second after this. But uh, I'm just going to say this, guys. And I think history... And gals. And gals. History will prove what I'm about to say true. 
Ovechkin is better than Crosby. Wow. Wow. Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and what you just said. Put it in the history books. That was a tidal wave of wild prognostication. I'm not even prognosticating. I'm saying if they both retired today, I still feel that way. I think that the way that the NHL treats this sounds like a fight of the night to me. Can we we just can we cue it? Can we cue it? For this fight, Neil. Fight of the night. This is an impulsive fight of the night. Crosby versus Ovechkin. That's huge. Fight of the night. Fight of the night. You hit Ovechkin, I'll hit Crosby. I'll piggyback that homeboy back all the way back to where is he from? PEI? The Maritimes. An island. An island. He's an islander. I think that the only reason why Alex Ovechkin has just unanimously lost the whole Crosby versus Ovechkin, rookie versus rookie battle is because he is Russian. And if he was a Canadian kid with his personality, his flair, his charisma, his sense of humor, he has a fucking sense of humor. If he He was that personality, but his birth certificate said fucking Hamilton, Ontario, or Moose Jaw, he would be the new NHL. He'd be like P.K. Subban times 20. Instead, what we have is Alex Ovechkin who just had this whole choke artist thing put on him. But I don't think that was at all fair because what we've seen this year is he won. He won the Conn Smythe. He won the Rocket Richard, obviously. That's not even an accomplishment anymore. They should just rename it. They should rename it the Ovechkin Award. Yeah. Rocket Richard. They should rename it the Alexander Ovechkin Award. He wins the cup, and people still don't talk about it. He was still not even a top 10 player in this league for this year, and he did everything last year. He started off last year with seven goals. I think that he will be at least the second best goal scorer of all time, if not the first best goal scorer of all time by the end of his career. And Sidney Crosby will be a great captain, not unlike Steve Eiserman, not unlike Jonathan Taves, but Ovechkin is Yarmer Yager, and Sidney Crosby is Steve Eiserman. And if Sidney Crosby wasn't in a time that didn't have any other superstars, he wouldn't be the person we talk about, it'd be Ovechkin. Palvor Bure won the Rocket Richard Trophy two times. Both times he played for the Florida Panthers. That was our newest segment, Depressing Thoughts. Um... I would suggest playing the things that I just said in tandem with the Leonard Cohen song. Possibly Dress Rehearsal Rag. Suzanne. Suzanne works too. We'll play it back for you with the Leonard Cohen song and see how it feels. Palvor Burray won the Rocky Richard Trophy two times. Both times he played the, the Florida Panthers. You can hear the boats go by. Two facts that will make you want to listen to Leonard Cohen. Pavel Bure won two Rocket Richard trophies with the Florida Panthers. And Mark Messier is the highest scoring guy of all time. Here's the problem with your Ovechkin analysis Sidney Crosby has more cups and more Olympic medals. Just stats and swag and what, what do they call it? Bling? Bling. Just bling alone. Cha-ching cookies. He's got more cha-ching clicky bling than Alexander Alexando Ovechko. Because you don't remember his name doesn't make him bad. Makes you bad. Does it? Makes you racist. P.K. Sue bad. 
PK's so bad. I don't think I'm going to cut you off. Because I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm going to cut you off because I know that you aren't going to make the rest of this argument about Crosby. And I know that it's an argument that the rest of the audience agrees with. So we're just going to go ahead and say you probably win, but I'm probably right. I also like saying Sidney Crosby in a like, really harsh British or Scottish accent. Sidney Crosby! Intelligent journal sport is what we do. And you just heard it firsthand. And that brings us to our next top story. Top, top story, number, story two. number two. The deuce. Something horrifying and terrifying is happening in the sports hockey sports world. It's called the Captain Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. We weren't worried when in the first one dropped, and that's how it always begins. You never see the warning signs. Daniel yes. and Henrik yes. both... Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Nope. Different ones, better ones. Daniel and Henrik both retire, and the Canucks lose a C. All of a sudden, there's one less captain in Canada, and we'd already seen it happen a couple times in the rest of the NHL. Ryan McDonough traded... From the New York Rangers, no longer a captain. And then we start hearing the rumors. The same way the poor horror movie victim hears a sound outside the house. And a reflection in the mirror behind you. And this time, it's not Patrick Chan. It's Pat Charetti. Steve, can I ask you a question? If the question is, who's the captain in the Ottawa Senators? I don't have an answer. It's a perfect answer to my question, which will lead into my next question. Why do you think this is happening? I think there's only one possible solution. Mm-hmm. Ice jam. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a Colon, minute. Colon, do you the think beginning. ice jam is happening in real life? I see a degradation, a deep rot a dark stank in the nhl how do you defeat a nation you take out its leaders and what has happened to canada is a leadership new york's pretty close to canada and usually when there's a gunfight like a stray bullet goes somewhere else ryan mcdonough wasn't meant to leave new york and also that was last year this is insane who's next mcdavid probably in like two years probably when he gets traded to like the rangers yeah He'll probably go to the Rangers or L.A. or something. Blake Wheeler is probably going to retire soon, too. I could see McDavid on L.A. or, like, Anaheim. And you know what the great thing is? What happens in Toronto? Stays in Toronto. Nope. Austin Matthews, an American captain. Oh, that would be so disappointing. So disappointing. If Austin Matthews becomes the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, I'm going to have diarrhea. We're going to address this rapidly accelerating story, which we believe, and our audience, faithful audience also believes is the beginning of ice jam because what happens first is the captains go and the rest of the teams go and before you know it the new mexico pelicans yep are the only team left in the league that canada has to root for 
that isn't American. It's like we're in the prequel series of the Ice Jam series. And I feel like a lot we're of the stuff like we've addressed... We're in episode one. That's right. The Phantom Men Ice. Nice. I feel like a lot of the stories that we've addressed and are addressing via journal sport are eventually going to permeate and connect into an elegant theory that will spell the heat death of the NHL. It's almost as if we're predicting the apocalypse of the National Hockey League. Either way, I think we're going to have to uh, shop our new movie idea, a prequel, Ice Jam, The Phantom Men Ice. See if Warner Brothers likes it. Go with that. I don't need immunity. I'm good to go. Top story number four. It's top story number three. Okay, well, I mean, I was trying to make us look like we did more journal sport than we did. You're right. Nobody's listening. We could have fooled them. Top story number seven. Backup goaltenders are the highest paid job on earth. It's incredible. I mean, think about being a backup goaltender. You sit for the majority of the time and you get paid millions of dollars. It's an incredible job. There are only, let's say, 86 games in the season. I'm not sure. And backup goaltenders play 20th. And they get paid minimum $950,000 a year. Incredible job. Could you imagine? If I was a backup goaltender, I would make a science of being as bad as I could be without getting cut. Yeah. You just got to get in that between zone. You don't want to be in the NHL, but you don't want to be the top goaltender. You just want to like get a in that Alex zone. Ald, Curtis McElhinney, totally Peter Scudra. Like kind of Peter Scudra zone. You know what I'm saying? You, know you thought saying? of Peter Scudra the same moment I thought of Peter Scudra. I think most people think of Peter Scudra at the exact same time. There's probably I would at least say a billion other people thinking that, the words Peter Scudra right now. I think that Peter Scudra? Peter Scudra. Peter, Peter Baelish, Peter Scudra. I think Peter that Scudra. I think Peter Peter Scudra. Scudra. Can I get a uh, Peter Scudra with extra tzatziki? Uh, I'm gonna give my money to the charity of Peter Scudra, the protection of Peter Scudra, and all the animals that he owns. Peter Scudra was awesome. He had big white pads. I was going pads. to say again, we are just laser beam brain function right now. Laser I was gonna say brain. he's on the all pad team. He's definitely on the all-pad team. Major pads. Major pads. Huge, Biggest pads. Big pads. Illegally big. They looked illegally big. I want, if I was going to be a goalie, they and I know Marty that Daniel Tony... stick. Nice. Nice reference. Yep. That was just a straight-up hockey fact story. Straight-up 1993 Stanley Cup Final Game 2 turning point. Wow, you guys just learned something. I did not think that was going to happen. Look that up. Wikipedia it. Google it. Bing it. Or just um, look. go to the library, look it up in a book. Actually, do that. Fuck the internet. Go to a library, look up a book. Go to a library, look up a book. This episode of the Hockey Sport Podcast is brought to you by books. Look it up in a book. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. I can just... Missy Elliott rewind back to backup goalies being the highest paid job. Uh, do you just... mean put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it? Yeah, it's your Fleming if it's wearing, yeah. So what we're talking about is backup goalies being the highest paid job on earth. It's probably the best job. I can't think of a better job. Can you think of a better job? I can't think of a better job. I'm trying I would to think have of said a better job. Um, vice president. That's a pretty good job, but it's very similar to a backup goalie. It's like almost like the backup president. Ooh, you're actually right. It actually is. Although, what do they get paid? 
Not as much as backup goalies? No, definitely not. Vice goalies. Vice goalies. I love that. Goalies should be traded with their vice goalie. They should always be in a tandem package. Yeah, like a running mate. Exactly, like a running mate. Like, at the time when Luongo and Schneider got traded, they should have got traded together, and they have to get traded together. They should be like a team. They should be... They should be connected in in the mind. It should have been the brain and the heart. Luongo and Schneider for Bo Horvat. That's a good fair. trade. That's a good trade. Very fair. Bo Horvat or Boo Horvat? He's a ghost version of Bo Horvat that the Canucks uh, draft. All ghost team. The all ghost team. Boo Horvat. Uh, once again, Brock Booser. It's Sergey Bubrovsky. <laughs> Steven Screamcoast. <laughs> Look, sometimes it's hard to know what we're talking about. Sometimes it's hard to know what we're talking about on the Hockey Sport Podcast. But like we said before, we are building an elegant theory that builds up to the apocalypse of the NHL. And sometimes when we're talking about things like the all-ghost team, the all-pad team, the all-name team... As we talked about in previous episodes, this is that's that's post NHL apocalypse. That's post Ice Jam. That's Ice Jam sequel. That's post even Spice Jam. There's a lot there. There's a lot there to unpack. There's a lot there. Ladies and gentlemen, I know this doesn't make a lot of sense, but if you look at me and you say with a straight face that you do not want to watch a movie where all the Spice Girls play hockey against the Looney Tunes. As ghosts. Yep. Casper the Friendly Ghost style. Casper's also in the mix. It's canon. Always. Very canon. It's all part of the ice universe. The space ice. The jam jam universe. The jam universe. Exactly. We've been jammed. (laughs) Yeah. Spaceballs is also part of the ice jam universe. The cinematic jam universe. Again, it's hard to follow, but I just hope that you're following along. And you know what? If you're listening to this for the first time, shame on you for not listening to the first season and not following along with all the fun inside jokes. It's fun inside jokes. Also, if you're listening to this for the first time and you've made it this far, wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Confrabulations. You've done a very great job. And email us, please, at HockeySportPodcast.com. It's HockeySportPodcast.com. At gmail.com. And if you uh, send us anything that is a email attachment or otherwise, Pictures, we will send back. Videos, nudes, GIFs, memes, or fun articles. We'll send back a GIF of us doing whatever you ask. I'm into that. Previous winners excluded. It would be a GIF. Well, it looks like we're going to go to a commercial break. I hope you like our first ever sponsor introducing the newest scent from Hockey Sport. Nashville. Florida. Phoenix. San Jose. The California Golden Seals. Hartford. I'm Gary Bettman. Hot. Blake. Ice. It used to be cold. Now it's hot. It used to be white. Now it's black. 
it used to be water or gas now is ice hot the lake ice bahok is bored on this day it's happening later because it's later in life right now later in life 1979 do you know what happened in 1979 on this day october 10th imagine the worst thing that could happen i'm gonna uh, caveat this quick caviar with the sucking began mm. Mm. Ooh, messier 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 sucks. sucks messier sucks october 10th 1979 beginning of the end beginning of it all man messier sucks. messier's first game oh messier sucks messier sucks steve i have a question for you you have a gun it has two bullets in it you're standing in front of baby hitler baby stalin and baby messier Whom i shoot messier twice great great on this day october 10th 2002 the youngest player in NHL history to get four points was... Only four points? Like in the whole season or in one game? In one game. Mm, 2002? Yeah. 2002 was the time that a 19-year-old scored four points in an NHL game, being the only one to do so, and his name was Senesaw Chistov, which is a humbling reminder for those of us excited about Elias Pedersen that sometimes rookies... Don't keep it up. Not saying that's going to happen. Not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying let's all remain calm and remember Stanislaw Chistov. Everybody's kind of on their toes right now because Besser doesn't have any goals. So, you know, it's a a nice little refresher. It's an awakener. Sometimes Sometimes the rooks don't move diagonally, if you know what I'm saying, if we're talking about chess sport. Yeah, chessboard. Chessboard. Chessboard? How about athletic sport? Love it. Athlete sport. Athlete sport. Well, that's an interesting fact. We told you that there'd be new stories, new facts, new quasi facts and new hockey sport this that's the thing about news it's new every time except old news which is what we do here sometimes at the hockey sport podcast which brings us to rebound stories they're going to take the nets off and redo it you will recall earlier last year that we made a story about the sedines retiring a loving tribute to the fact that they are huge liars and total frauds Everybody comes out of retirement. We're talking Miyazaki. We're talking Mike Tyson. We're We're, talking Dick Cheney. We're talking Dick Cheney. They all come out of retirement. It's just a big old-fashioned ploy. So, 2018 season starts. Ooh, this is hot new Swede on the Canucks. Glad he's replacing the Sedins. Yeah, of course, right? Elias Thank God we have a new Swede. Look at those moves. Ooh, those slick hands. That sweet shot. Those skates that can skate fast and move around and stuff. Well, guess what, folks? This is why they call us 
the best in the journal sport biz because we have discovered something on good authority so seismic that it will shake Earth the shattering the very core this of the, the big NHL one. right now we're talking get about the big one kits out. in Vancouver this is what we train for in elementary school hear the bell get under your desk get under the desk don't run around Elias Pedersen is both Sedins they're prestiging us they're parent trapping us. They're Tyler Durdening us. They're that Johnny Depp movie with the uh, the Edward Edward Scissorhands. No, it's like Window. Pirates of the Caribbean too. It's like um, something secret. Oh, the one where he's like the Quebec Se- co- the cop, the walrus one, um, the walrus run. The gangster. It's, it's gangster either one. Secret Window or Mordecai. Hard to know. And if you're wondering why they look so young suddenly, they always look like that. Yeah, they just didn't shave. They kind of had some scruff. And that's what they look like fully shaved. It's surprising, I know. But look at the facts. Look at the pictures. Look at the numbers. Tell me you can tell the difference between a shaved 37-year-old Daniel Sedin and a not-shaved 19-year-old Elias Pettersson. All Swedes look alike. All Swedes are also quadruplets as we learned in an earlier episode when we discovered that Henrik Lundqvist has a fucking twin, guys. Joel Lundqvist, get over here. Be on our show. Tell us the truth. You're lying. It's all a conspiracy. I just, I get I get real riled up every time I talk about Joel Lundqvist. We should be talking about the all-Swede brother team. The alt-Swede. Alt-Swedes? Yeah, the alt-Swede. Is that new political movement? Yeah, they have rallies. They have torches. They're very progressive. It's weird. In the world of hockey, there's a new political movement called the alt-Swede movement. Let the record show that the Hockey Sport Podcast thinks that we deserve to win a Pulitzer Prize. We believe that. We're going to let that uh, sit with you for six seconds. We're sitting. Wherever you are, sit down right now. Because that's huge news. What we believe usually happens. Again, folks, we're not wrong. We weren't wrong. We've never been wrong. We're never wrong. So you can expect us to win a Pulitzer Prize in the very near future. Move over, Margaret Atwood. Sit down. Nietzsche. Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> Man, remember 2011. <sighs> I feel at peace. It makes me feel as peaceful and empty and French as Martin Broder's brain. Life takes me to Marty Broder a lot of places. And Enterprise is always there to help. So peaceful. So empty. So pure. From the people who brought you a heart black ice comes a new scent made from the sweat, piss, and semen of Martin Brodeur. Critics have called it a cross between Montreal smoked meat, weak beer, and the river that goes between the Saint Laurent. So sweet. So empty. So pure. Brodeur. Man, remember 2011.
our man remember 2011 today. And yes, this is something we do every episode because it needs to be referenced every episode. The Canucks went to the Stanley Cup final in 2011. I still think that's the greatest team of all time, by the way. I agree, which is why we won't talk about this any further. And the audience obviously agrees as well. Great. Let's greatest team on. of all time. Man, remember Roberto Luongo just making it to the final? Man, he was so good that year. And every year. For all the critics out there, and all the Canadian fans who didn't jump aboard the Vancouver bandwagon. Which is every other Canadian yeah, it's all fan. It's there, every single one. This is going to be a separate story. I got a hate mail this text gonna, message is, from Equaliet in Nunavut. Oh man, this is going to be a separate story on several different podcasts, but we were betrayed. 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 Say it again. Betrayed. Betrayed. It might even be the top story next 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 podcast. Might be the top story next episode. Might be a rebound story. Who knows? Rebound story. Who knows? That's Who knows great. what's going to happen? Anyway. We were betrayed. Canada abandoned us. They wanted us to lose. And frankly, I'm going to say this right now. Edmonton Toilets, if you ever make it to the cup final, I'll root for you. Me too. I'll back you as well. The Calgary Lanes. I ain't going to flush that toilet. I ain't going to flush that toilet. I ain't going to rip that Band-Aid. If you remember, we used to call you the Band-Aids as well. Uh, pus-filled. Pus-filled Band-Aids. I ain't going to rip that pus-filled Band-Aid. I ain't going to flush that toilet. The Calgary Lanes. Nice. I'm still going to root for that I'll lame. root for them. I'm going to stoke that lame. I'm going to put a piece of wood in that lame. The Houston Senators. I will root for you guys, no matter where you're relocated to. I don't want you to move, but uh, hey, if you're moving, I'm moving with you. I'll get the I'll truck. I'll help you. I'll pull. I put the couch down the Cup, stairs. We're going to try to get through that That's doorway. It's hard to get through it. It's hard to get through that doorway. We were abandoned. Turn it. Turn it. Turn it. But in hindsight, wouldn't you agree, Luongo deserves a cup, and we all wish he had one. Just I, for him. I Just would... for him and the Sedins. And that's the tragedy of them being retired, is everyone was like, oh, I wish they won the cup. I wish Luongo won the cup. Well... You could have rooted for us when we were in the final, and you didn't. I would like anyone to name a better chant for a goalie than Luongo had. There is not one. There will never be one. And Ooh. a great... That's the, best, that's the best goalie chant of all time. And a perfect best uh, of example of why that's true is because in Boston, yes, the same Boston Bruins who didn't deserve a cup and also stole woo from us for some reason yeah what is that about they also Everyone knows that's our thing right they also when tuka rasks makes a save they yell two uh, man if next boston game we go to we're gonna score two goals onto them and we're gonna yell two the entire game yeah i'm fine also messier sucks messier sucks two and fuck you boston on that note in the same vein as people talking about Luongo deserving to win a cup, uh, we are sad by the news that Luongo was helped off the ice recently with an injury, which means I think it's time to call it. It's time to call it. Let's call it. Call it. Call it, yes. For a whole lot. Just call it. Luongo, Strombone, Italiano Mano. It's time to call it. You're not going to win a cup. It's out the window. It's gone. It's flapping away in the wind. You remember that bag in American Beauty? Remember that feather in uh, Forrest Gump? Remember the wheat in Gladiator? 
it's it's all of that. It's just flapping in the wind, and one day, whoosh, it'll be gone. And that day is tomorrow. We're calling it. Luongo, I mean, this isn't news to you. You got one of the great retirement packages of all time when you went to Florida. Next much to Barry like, Trotz. Much, much like Barry Trotz. Um, but at this point, you know you're not going to win a cup, and we know you might not play again. And, and we're not happy about that. No, I'm not happy about that either. I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. But what I'm saying is don't retire because it will cost the Canucks an incredible amount in cap penalties. So you should pull a Trevor Linden and come it. back to the Canucks. I'm, I'm on board with that. Why not? Trevor Linden did it. Luongo should come back to the Canucks and win a cup. And the Sedins will win as Pedersen. As previously reported. It's the perfect David versus Goliath story. As in David comes back from the dead and kills Goliath. Man, we ruined Luongo. We need to take credit for the we fact that him. like, as a city, we destroyed him. We ruined him. As many Canadian markets do. Yeah. Vancouver's special because we ruin uh, all goaltenders. We love ruining goaltenders. We made Ryan Miller a backup. He just signed a free agent deal in Anaheim as a backup. We destroyed Dan Cloutier's career, confidence, and mental state in general. Yeah. Peter Scudra, in spite of having pads that looked like two Patronus Towers, couldn't stop a puck for us. A Patronus Tower? I was trying to name uh, twin towers that weren't in New York. And mm-hmm. I think the Patronus Tower is in Kuala Lumpur, because that's one of our themes of the episode, everybody. Drink. That's beautiful. Not to mention goalies, but to mention other players. We've broken several other players. One we've mentioned earlier. Cody, Cody Hodgson. Hodgson. We broken broke him. him. Uh, Michael Grabner should have been great. Broken. Sergei Sorokov. Broken. We once actually drafted um, Paul Correa's brother. Broke him. We also broke one of the Subans. Jordan Subban has been broken. Triamkin. Triamkin broke broken. so hard. He just broke so hard. Motherfucker's going to find him in Russia. For show. For show, B. For show. Who else we be breaking? We be breaking everybody. And frankly, we're not the first team to do it. There's been many players that have been broken. And this segment that we are going to lead to right now, cue the music, is a predictive segment this segment is the future of broken players. What are the teams that are going to break their future players? And I will go first. Ladies and gentlemen, I also want to call it Corey Schneider. You got broke. We kind of broke you, but also the Devils broke you. When we traded you from being the backup to Luongo to being the backup to Brodeur, you got broke. And you're probably done. Prove me wrong. Schneider, you went from being the backup to Luongo to being the backup to Brodeur. To be in the backup to Kincaid? Ooh. You broke. That's a, that's a solid downhill trend. Trending down, you broke. Next broke player, I'm going to say it, and this is a big old-fashioned one, McDavid. Edmonton, you broke him. You're going to break him. Exhibit A, the face McDavid made when he saw the Oilers logo come out on the draft day. Let's look at the past players that Edmonton has broke. Yakupov, I believe, no longer plays in the NHL. First, I'd call that a shattered overall. 
He not only shattered, he dusted Yakupov. Yakupov, Yakupov has been uh, disintegrated. A disintegration. It is a miracle that Taylor Hall has not been broke. Yakupov was disintegrated. Eberly was shattered. That's a pretty bad rap sheet for the Edmonton toilets. And McDavid, you will also be broken into a thousand tiny pieces. Oprah. I said this privately. And now you're saying it publicly. Right after Edmonton lost in the playoffs. The only time that McDavid ever made the playoffs. But I said this, and I will stand with it. McDavid will never play another playoff game. Stand with it. Stand by me. Just think about... Don't stand so close Think about what that means. Eminem. That's an incredible prediction. And it's true. And it will be true. Yeah. I believe it. I don't think McDavid will ever play another playoff game. He'll be one of those Bowmeister type players who's waiting for his chance. Because, I mean, took a long time for Hall. Who else is going to get broken by their teams? Max Domi? Yeah, Max Domi's not long for this Canadiens team. No, he's going to get these. Carey Price is kind of I was broken. just going to say. Carey Price is kind of getting just going to say Carey Price. He's 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 breaking. We're he's watching breaking. him bend. We're watching right him now. break. This yeah. is year 1 of oh. his 10 million a year deal. Really? As in he has eight more of these. <sighs> he's breaking. He's breaking. I will Hockey Sport podcast listeners, I eight will bet you years? eight more $100. Years? That he does not play the last season of that deal. You think that Carey Price is going to be the starting goalie when he's 38 years old? I believe he's 30 right now. And being paid $10 million a year. 10.5. What a solid deal. What how a do, great deal. How do players shyst NHL teams like that all the time? It's because it, there's, there's marketing. Do, there's dozens of NHL players that have crazy deals like that. Like Jack Eichel. Guys, let's be honest. While we're talking about players he'll be broken who, as well no 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 he has broken <laughs> buffalo. no 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 oh it's he's a reverse the breakage he broke buffalo i'm sorry you took 10 and a half you took patrick kane money and you've never gotten 60 points in a season he's like 16 years old and he gets maximum amount of money for for an eight-year deal he gets john Tavares money he gets Drew Doughty money, and he's Jack Eichel, whose claim to fame is that he isn't first overall Connor McDavid. He's second overall Jack Eichel. Yeah, he's like the American remount of Connor McDavid. That's a classic. Like, you get rejected by a girl, and so you go to the next best girl and pretend she's better. That's what Buffalo did when they lost Connor McDavid. That's and right. Jack Eichel is not worth $10.5 million. It's like the hot person's lamer best friend. Exactly. Guy or gal. There's always one. There's always one. And that's Sorry, who Jack, Jack Eichel, Eichel is. You've ruined Buffalo. And as a result, Buffalo will ruin you back. It's you're, almost beautiful. Yeah, you're going to get sabered. <laughs> Reminds me of but The I, Office. But I do love the Buffalo Sabres. I... I I, I love and hate them. I sort of loathe them because they're like our, sort of our sister team. I hate that. That just means I hate them more. I know. Wouldn't it be just sad if they got us a cup before us? It would, I mean, it would fit into this timeline, but it would make me sad. They are part of a very nice group of people. 
uh, that can claim a cup was robbed from them. The way we claim that Boston robbed, the Bastion way we, Robbins? the way Bastion we claim Robbins? that Boston robbed from Survivor seasons eight Two, and All Star three, four, something like Boston that. Boston Rob. Yep. Anyways, the way we claim that Colby. Boston robbed us. Man, Rupert was great in that season. Yeah, man, Rupert's the best. Love Rupert. Rupert's the best Survivor player. Yeah, y'all know it. The way we claim that Boston... Survivor sport? Island sport. Island sport, nice. Yeah. I don't need immunity. I'm good to go. The way we claim that that Boston robbed us of a cup, and the way that (laughs) Calgary can claim that Tampa robbed them of a cup, I do believe that Buffalo people claim that Dallas and Brett Hull... Robbed them of a cup. Of course. Like it's a Sunday picnic for the church. We saw a lot of trades this summer. And it was a big deal that these trades happened. Because you got one GM trading a player for another GM. And I want to come out and make a safe bet. And this safe bet is that, ladies and gentlemen, hate to break it to you, but... Blackmail happens. Every day of the week. Every day of the week. If you think there's something going on in the NHL that doesn't involve blackmail, you're part of the problem. There's too many shady deals. Look at some of the great instances of blackmail in NHL history that are well documented. P.D. Chi-Town. P.D. Chi-Town, of course. Yeah. Lost. Future Hart Trophy winner Taylor Hall. Yep. For future honorable mention in the Canucks Ring of Fire, Larson. Sure. Because P.D. Chi-Town was caught on video with a certain Thai lady boy. This is true. Look it up. We're talking about blackmail here. We're going deep. This is called journal sport, baby. And everyone knows that the reason why the Canucks are bad right now is because Mike Gillis was also caught with some damaging... uh, Thai boys. Thai boys. It's usually Thai boys. It's often Thai boys. This is what we're talking about. That's we're why he traded deep. Horvat's pick for Schneider. You can't tell me that Pierre Dorian of the Ottawa Senators traded twice this summer to the San Jose Sharks because he likes the Sharks. He traded Hoffman to the Sharks, and they immediately shipped him off to Florida. And then he traded Carlson to the Sharks, and he had to put a fucking clause in his trade saying if he ends up in the Eastern Conference, I get more. They definitely have something on him. There's a tape. They have something there's, on him. There's audio. There's pictures or something like that. It, they, Pierre, they got Pierre Dorian was 100%. I think Melnick and Dorian were caught um, assisting hacking the 2016 election. That's right. They're Russian bots. They're Russian bots. And that's why all of a sudden there's a fire sale where they trade <laughs> Ottawa traded everyone, man. They traded everyone. Yeah. They They're traded, about to trade their themselves. Not only did they trade Kyle Turris, Eric Carlson, Hoffman, they also traded their first round pick for this year, which could be the first overall pick. That is a team that is being blackmailed. That is so true. Ottawa is not only trading everything, they're all about to trade everything. They're like, hey, do you want to take all of it? You can even have the name of the Senators and the entire team. And probably the jersey, too. Yeah, the Houston Just take it Senators to a different city. are going to be great. Just take it to a different city. Like we previously wow. reported. First overall pick could be a trade. Colorado might get Jack Hughes. Wow. 
Wow, 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 wow. Our next world of other sports story is uh, very interesting. Um, I don't know if you recall one of the greatest athletes of all time. His name's Usain Bolt. And uh, can we just have a quick caviar the fact that Usain Bolt's name is pertinent Bolt? to his... It's Bolt. It's Bolt. Yeah. It's like Jonathan Quick. Yeah. But Why better. does that happen? It's way better. It's way better. It's way Bolt. better. His name is an adjective to describe someone getting away fast. It's incredible. Apparently, he's been playing a little European foot sport. He's been kicking around the old Euro foot sport ball in the old not hockey net on the old not ice grass. And frankly, he hasn't been good, but also he's been fast. And that's what we care about. Very impressive. Um, it's not necessarily something that we need to talk about, but it's something we need to be aware of, recognize and be aware of. Also, clips of him on the internet are out there of him running in space. I don't know if it was on like a Virgin Galactic flight or if it was Elon Musk kind of thing, but they were flying around in space, zero Gs, he's flying. We're not going to ruin anything for you guys, but just so you know, that is a screen test for Ice Jam 2, Bolt Out of Hell. Ice Jam 2 is the fifth jam film. It was Space Jam, Jam, Ice Jam, Spice Jam, Captain Chainsaw Massacre Jam, Ice Jam 2. It's a cinematic universe, <laughs> and look, you've seen fucking 10 Thor movies. Come on. <laughs> We're building something here. Get with the program. Bolt's playing soccer. He's also in space. Let's move on. Side fact, World of Other Sport exclusive. This is a magical moment in every calendar year. Do you know what this moment is? Christmas? Do you know what we're doing right now? Easter? Martin Luther King Day? Columbus Day? It's not. Can we there get rid is... of Columbus Day? Yes, we can, and we will. Ooh, I have a good idea. Columbus Blue Jackets Day. Great idea. It's honestly more relevant to America than Columbus Day. And I would happily celebrate it. I'm a Columbus Blue Jackets fan. I think they have a great fan base. Congrats to Columbus Blue Jacket. I'm rooting for you. They discovered the new... What? What did you say? I think I said it. Can we I'm, replay I'm, that? No, I'm Can really, we replay I'm that? Really happy with, Can we replay that in I'm extra really, slow motion? Really happy with how I said extra that. slow motion. I want to replay that in extra slow motion. They discovered the new. No, it sounds right. That's not right. Daniel, you're trying to distract me from the fact that this is a magical time of the year. Do you know what this is? This is the one time every year where there are five North American sports on Ooh. at the same time. Oh my God! It's like the perfect time to be a sports fan. The highlight packages, incredible. It's the only time of the year, as we've, as we've spoken of before, it's the only time of the year that you should ever watch any base sport highlight packages. We got base sport. We got hoop sport. We got foot sport. We got hockey, hockey sport. sport. We got EU foot sport. We got European foot sport. We got American it's foot sport. It's all happening right now because it's all overlapping. And in one week from now, it won't be anymore, which is, this is the perfect moment to truly understand what kind of sports fan you are. 
Are you a shit sport fan or a hockey sport fan? And yes, there's, there's only, only two, two options. options. Uh, can we have a message from President Besser, please? Brock Besser, Besser, Besser. Remember the Murray, Flurry, Murray, Flurry. I hope you never forget. I can feel the colder in the air tonight. Hello, son.